This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast, along with Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners. I'm Chris Plank, and this is the game plan where we kind of lay out the week that will be. Toby, was there anyone happier with the 7 o'clock kick on Saturday night than you? I know Coach wasn't happy because, as he put it, we'll probably get back sometime around December with a 7 o'clock kick. That's, of course, tongue-in-cheek. But things worked out pretty much perfectly for the basketball uh, twofer, didn't it? Yeah, that that was good. Yeah, Coach Murph uh, was not hoping for a primetime kick. Uh, I was hoping for anything other than 11. But, yeah, it, it helps us work out the ambitious uh, schedule this weekend with the trip to Orlando and back uh, with, a, with a stop in Morgantown in the middle. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to finding out a little bit more about this basketball team over uh, the rest of this week. There's a chance they could run into – some pretty good competition on down the line. And uh, even in this opening game against Tulane, you know, Mike Dunleavy is the coach there yeah. now, the former NBA coach. And I don't think they're bad, but on down the line, they could see uh, the likes of Xavier, who's ranked in the top 10. And then, of course, you know, the football game is, is the game of the year so far in the Big 12 and uh, could be Big 12 title, in- well, definitely Big 12 title implications and, and maybe even more on the line. So, this is going to be a fun, fun week. Stock up on rest early in the week. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, – when, when are you guys leaving for hoops? Are you getting out on Wednesday? I think the team – well, I know. The team is leaving on Tuesday. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm not going out till Wednesday. Okay. And then they play their first game on Thursday uh, evening, 6 o'clock Central can we Can we roll through the schedule real quick just for fun? Because for those that yeah, – we kind of sure. touched on it a little bit. So you're leaving then on Wednesday to go down to Orlando. You'll call the two games, and then you'll catch, what, like a 5 a.m. red eye to get to Pittsburgh, rent a car from there, drive to Morgantown, maybe have to pick us up on the way. We'll see how timing goes. Uh, and then as soon as that game is done, when are you flying back to Orlando? Uh, Sunday morning. Sunday, Sunday uh, 6 a.m.-ish, and then back home Monday morning. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's some definite uh, early morning airport time to be done there but it's great uh, it's it's uh, fantastic as you know uh, the folks at Sooner Sports Properties and uh, Connie Hillerman over there do a great job of taking care of our all of our travel arrangements and everything and uh, this is if it, if we pull it off it's going to be uh, one for the books that's for sure <laughs> I should say I, I don't know if I don't know if they've uh, said anything but the basketball team Wednesday night it just so happens that the New Orleans Pelicans are playing the Orlando Magic. Oh, cool! In Orlando, so the Sooners are going to go to the basketball game Wednesday night in Orlando uh, and watch Buddy play. So that'll that'll be a lot of fun. I won't get to be a part of that, but that'll be cool. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure Buddy will put on a show with uh, with Lon Kruger and, and the Sooners in the house. Yeah, absolutely, and you get a chance to watch Anthony Davis. So again, wild weekend for Toby Rowland. Forgive him if he uh, if he seems a little dreary-eyed if you happen to see him when you're down in Orlando. But it will be 6 o'clock on oh, Thursday night. Oh, you'll be fine. Absolutely. 6 o'clock on Thursday night. You can, of course, listen on the franchise as in Oklahoma City. As, 
as long as you can wrangle Michael Dean and Teddy Lehman and make sure the football crew is all in line, then uh, we're gonna we're not gonna have any issues. My con- my concern at first was just you know making sure everything you know everything was good. You want to make sure the game kicks. Now I'm kind of concerned is like over planning. Because Michael's already come to me with a couple of things that he has figured out. I'm like, oh, boy. So I, I think we're going to be overly prepared. We might end up at the stadium, Toby, earlier than we typically would, just to make sure. I mean, it, it, almost like embarrassingly early for That's a 7 fine. o'clock kick, which, again, we're all fine with. But Thursday night, OU Tulane basketball. And then you get to call Friday night with Arizona State or Northern Iowa in a time that will be announced. All right, uh, real, real quick, because – I do want to talk about West Virginia. I want to recap the Bob Stoops press conference. Uh, Toby, I know you catch a lot of grief from Ted because you've always theorized this and you've never given up hope that, hey, don't count out Oklahoma or a Big 12 team in the four-team playoff. Now with what happened over the weekend, you know, and reading quite a bit, it's almost like, I'll use a wrestling analogy, the Undertaker. It's almost like they've come back from the dead now and – I think it's fair to say that the Big 12 champ, if it's uh, Oklahoma or a one-loss West Virginia, uh, heck, I guess there's even scenarios where a two-loss Oklahoma State might be. There, there's a great chance they could be right in this mix right now. Yeah, I, I would call it there's a greater chance greater. Uh, than there was. <laughs> I, I think it's still – It's a long it's still, shot. You know, yeah. it's a – it's um, well, uh, the numbers, you know, the number crunchers, uh, 538 is a statistical website I know you're aware of, and, mm-hmm. and I've checked it on, and they did not get the election right at all, so they're reeling right now. But they've done a pretty good job through the years in, in sports statistics and stuff. So they have uh, started putting out odds to make the college football playoff. And Oklahoma, before Saturday, was at 8%. After Saturday, they were at 15%. And then they all have uh, odds to make it if they went out in the regular season. Before Saturday, Oklahoma was at 28% had they won out. And after Saturday, they were at 39%. They're right at 40% chance to make the playoff if they were to win the rest of their games. Now, that's still less than the 50 but it's up from zero, which is what it was at the Ohio State game. And I still think uh, several more. Perhaps uh, unexpected things are going to have to happen for them to get in. I think Washington has to lose another game. I think uh, uh, probably one of those two ACC teams, either Louisville or Clemson, needs to lose another game. So I, I don't know how to figure out what's going to happen in the Big Ten now with uh, with Penn State sneaking in there and having a chance. But it's against. It's unlikely. It still remains unlikely but not as unlikely as it was before chaos broke out on Saturday. So uh, as it pertains to this week, listen, Oklahoma's got a chance to make their case Saturday right. night. It's prime time, ABC, Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet. It's the biggest show in college football Saturday night. And if they go look awesome and win, then the committee's job is to put the four best teams in this tournament. And if Oklahoma can make a case for saying, hey, we're not the same team we were back when we lost to Houston and lost to Ohio State, you know, we deserve a chance to play for the title. Now, I still think if they don't get in, they went out and don't get in, there's, there's, no, there's nothing to cry about. I mean, they lost two games and mm-hmm. dims the brakes. But they can go at least put their best foot forward Saturday night, look dominant, and give that committee something to chew on 
if at the end of the year they're having a beauty contest between two lost teams to see which one is the most deserving. I am going to lay out two things that need to happen according to all the pundits. One of those is y'all are big Houston. I'm included in this. We're all big Houston fans this week. Well, first of all, Oklahoma's got to win. Let, let's just let's get to the bare bones, obvious statement. Houston beating Louisville would be huge. And somewhere along the way, Michigan finding a way, even though they lost their starting quarterback with a broken collarbone, to win out in the Big 12, which would give Ohio State a second loss, which would mean that they won the Big 10 title game, which would eliminate uh, Wisconsin, you would think, at three losses. I, I think if those dominoes fall, let, let's just start with one. You beat West Virginia, Toby, and Houston knocks off Louisville. Suddenly you got that Jim Carrey, more like one in a million, so you're telling me there's a chance. That would be a huge domino, I think, to fall. But with that said... This is no pushover on Saturday night. This is one heck of a West Virginia team, and you almost get the sense that Dana Holgerson, as, a, as an offensive mastermind, has continued to craft and hone his offense and improve as a coach and his play calling based on the talent he has around him. I mean, listen, it's still West Virginia, and they'll throw it around, but, man, this team can grind it out as well, too, and their defense, this 3-3-5-D, is something else. Yeah, it's surprising uh, this year. I, I don't think any of us saw this coming from West Virginia when we were bantying about who was going to contend for this title. It was Oklahoma, and it was Baylor and TCU, and maybe Oklahoma State, and West Virginia was well down the list of potential contenders this year. But they really have gotten it done with, with playing defense in a tough conference to play defense in. Yep. And, uh, and, and that's – I mean – I'm looking forward to seeing them in person. They've always hit really hard, you know, and West Virginia's defense has always been a really hard-hitting defense. But they're playing sound sound fundamental football uh, on that side. And if you look at the amount of points they've given up in the Big 12, they've only given up more than 21 once, and that right. was the game they lost to Oklahoma State. Other than that, it's been in the teams – I think Texas got 20 or 21 on them last week. So it's been impressive. Uh, it all, for me, comes down to can P. Ryan and Mixon run the ball on these guys? Uh, Samanje two years ago ate them up in the second half. And theoretically, with a 3-3-5 defense, that's where you're vulnerable. You're, that's a defense built to defend the pass. And in this conference, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> but if you can run the ball – and Deontay Foreman last week went for 160-170 against them, then you got a good chance to, you know, soften them up, certainly. So I don't, you know, I don't want to uh, give the impression that Baker and D.D. and friends won't be an impact on this game. They will. But I think the most important matchup in this game is can OU run the football against West Virginia? If they can, then they can control the uh, football. They can go on drives. And they can kind of punish a West Virginia defense that has been the punisher more than the punishee this year. We uh, we actually learned a few things at the Bob Stoops press conference that just wrapped up. And, of course, you can watch it in its entirety at Soonersports.com. First, uh, Matt Diamond's career as an Oklahoma Sooner is over. That's uh, I always liked Matt Diamond. Part of the reason because I called him blocking the punt against Kansas. I don't know why. Um, but uh, it's, it, it's depth. It was a guy that was going to start. It's an unfortunate end. And I guess, Toby, we can scratch off one of those guys that we've consistently wondered when he might come back with Matt Diamond. And I guess we'll learn about Charles Walker's future later today, right? 
Yeah, it sounds like that he's going to meet with uh, the team doctors and, and see if he's made the kind of progress that can start to uh, maybe get him back. I, I think that's still very much a question mark. I, I would call him doubtful at the best for this Saturday. But it sounds like Matt Romar is a definite yes. And yep. that Romar was ready to go last week. And just because he hadn't practiced a bunch and they were getting fine play from Jordan Wade and Devontae Lampkin that they didn't they didn't put him in. But after another week of practice, uh, he'll be back. And, and that's big. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's been playing great. It gives Wade and Lampkin some more rest up front, too. So that's good news. I mean, they just kind of gradually, piece by piece, you got Samaje back last week. And Oboe, you know, was back in a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I think Capri Doucette's okay to go. I just think Caleb Kelly was playing better last week. It could be wrong about that. But nobody asked about Capri this week that I heard anyway. Um, I think Micaiah Quick is still on track to be back for the Oklahoma State game if all goes well. So this could be one of those odd seasons where they're healthier at the end than they were, you know, in the middle because finally everybody's coming back. But um, that that's encouraging. Things are at least trending in the right direction. I, I second what you said about Matt Diamond. Uh, hate to hear that. It's the third player that has retired. Yeah. In the middle of the season, which, I mean, when's that ever happened? You know, I mean, Tay Evans, Daniel Brooks, and, and Matt Diamond, football careers coming to an end in the middle of the, of the year. And uh, that's that's just really a shame uh, for as far as, you know, you and I have ever dealt with a, a really great kid. Oh, I loved him. He was so good to talk to. Talked after every game. Um, uh, and unfortunately, things just didn't work out for him. Now, with – Baylor in the rear view, obviously looking out the front window, you got West Virginia, but I wanted to look back uh, one more time. I, I've run out of – I even say it to Didi. You know, I always request him in post games because I always – and he makes big plays and you want to talk to him and I enjoy chatting with him. But you almost run out of ways to ask, wow, how are you doing this, right? I mean, <laughs> what, what can I say to the guy that I haven't already asked week after week after week? And, you know, it's so funny. He was so amazing, and I saw Kenny Mossman put this note on Twitter. It was a great point that – Baker throws what five incompletions, and it's it's like a footnote. No, no one's even really taught. It's amazing the efficiency at which Dede Westbrook, Baker Mayfield, and this offense is performing right now, Toby. And I, I hope fans are appreciating it because it's something special. I agree with you. I, I kind of look forward to running the string out on this season, where and whenever it ends, and then evaluate. All right, where do we put that offense? compared to 08 or 03 or some of the other great OU offenses of the Bob Stoops era because you've got a great quarterback, a Belitnikoff, I think, winning wide receiver. You've got, I think, the best running back tandem uh, that we've ever had here, well, of the Stoops era, I'll say. That's a debate that will uh, raise some you know, people's eyebrows. You you bring Joe Washington and, and some of those other guys into the debate. But still, of the Stoops era, I don't think there's been a better, and I'm not sure there's a better tandem in the country than Nixon and P. Ryan. Um, and an offensive line that has a couple of probably NFL talents on it. And the production they're putting up is sensational. It's a juggernaut of an offense right now. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they play against the best defense in the Big 12. You know, can West Virginia slow them down? And maybe even on down the line, can 
whoever they meet in the Sugar Bowl or the Alamo Bowl or hopefully a college football playoff, whatever it is, uh, from a different conference, can they slow them down? Because they weren't like this early in the year. You know, Mm -hmm. when they played Ohio State or when they played Houston, they weren't clicking like this. So has it changed just because they're playing Big 12 teams week after week, or have they gotten this much better that now they are virtually impossible to stop? Um, I thought the receiving core as a group Saturday had a sensational day. Jeffrey Meade's juggling catch, and Geno Lewis had a, a very difficult catch late in the game. Mark Andrews on that opening drive with, with the catch he made was awesome. Uh, Didi's touchdown, both of his touchdown catches were sensational. You remember, I had forgotten until I was watching the replay back this morning, on the opening drive he almost made a one-handed juggling catch going yeah. down the sideline. Yeah. That was one of the incompletions, one of the five incompletions on the day. So, um you know, Didi has gone from a guy who makes the wide-open catches and, wow, how about his speed getting behind the defense and all that, to now also making the extremely difficult catches and run-after catches. And he's got the full arsenal as a wide receiver now, which I think is probably raising some eyebrows of, of some NFL scouts as well. All right, Toby, I appreciate your time, man. I know it's uh, it's a busy week ahead. Safe travels, and we look forward to catching up with you on Saturday with a 5 o'clock pregame. Actually, maybe I should uh, rewind a little bit. Thursday night, whenever you'll be on the air at, what, 5.30 before the 6 o'clock tip? That's exactly right. We'll talk to you uh, from Orlando, Chris. All right, so thanks to Toby Rowland for joining us on the road, and I uh, really appreciate all of his insight. Again, what a wild week. Now, just think about it this way. So – uh, Bob Stoops press conference today. Tomorrow night, the huddle and Bob Stoops coach the show from Rudy's. Wednesday, travel to Orlando. Thursday, basketball. Friday, basketball. Saturday, football. Sunday, basketball. He's the man. Toby Rowland with the game plan right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. All right, stick around for our next episode. Actually, this isn't radio, so I'm not trying to stay through the break. What you need to do is make sure you're subscribed at Soonersports.tv slash podcast and make sure to be looking for the tailgate, which will drop later this week, likely on Thursday if you subscribe through uh, iTunes on our SoundCloud page and, of course, on Friday. And there are two ways to uh, subscribe to the Sooner Sports Podcast. You can always subscribe through Soonersports.tv slash podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or through Digimedia. We've got all kinds of ways in which you can always stay in touch with Sooner Athletics. For Toby Rowland, I'm Chris Plank. Everyone have a great week, and until Thursday's tailgate edition, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.